2: I can't take it. I can't take any more of this GameStop stuff. All right. As soon as Nick made that report in the in the last half hour, I quickly went over and I checked out GME stock. Uh, and you know what? It's up. Uh, like he said, thirty six, almost thirty seven percent on the day. That's that's a, a rise in value of over fifty dollars per share. Uh, you know what? As I sit here, I'm not kidding you. From the moment I uttered that last sentence to now. It's now up 38.5%, up over 53, now 54, it's rocketing at, at this very moment. Now it's up over $54 uh, per share. I'm not going to bore you up uh, 30, 39% on the day. I'm not going to bore you with the details of this GameStop stuff. Uh, if you if you know, you know, and uh, <laughs> you know, we don't need to bore everyone with this uh, silly video game stock again. But, man, <laughs> if I uh, zoom out and I think of the end of... Uh, what was it, the end of January or so, when uh, things really, really got volatile and up and down. I'll admit to you, I won't tell you specifically how well I did, but I played around with the stock then. I did a little bit of day trading, and I came out ahead. But if I'd hung on a little longer, and if I'd hung on until today even, oh, man. Well, I guess that is what you have to – that's the the, – The thick skin you have to develop, ultimately, if you get into this uh, trading of stocks is, uh, you know, sometimes it bounces your way, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes uh, uh, you miss the boat, sometimes you're riding it there uh, through the rough waters and whatever kind of analogy you want to make. But uh, you learn that things change, they're for the most part, outside of your control, and you just got to go with it. Uh, Anyway, uh, I want to talk to you right now, though, about some developments in uh, the United States Senate over the weekend. There is, of course— the uh, the stimulus package. the They're calling it the Biden package, attributing all of its content to uh, President Biden. There were a number of amendments, if you will, to the package over the weekend. Ultimately, it passed uh, Saturday, uh, directing now a third round of stimulus checks to most Americans, most Americans. And that uh, amount will be about $1,400 per individual. The big change, though, the big change, uh, and and as I describe this, as I describe the direct payments, know, too, that this is but a narrow fraction of the sum total of this piece of legislation. There are, are billions and billions and billions of dollars uh, heading to, to programs and initiatives and organizations and agencies, and if I remember correctly, you'll have, you have to help me out if I get the math wrong on this one, but the fourteen hundred dollar uh, direct payment check destined, uh, you know, for the bank accounts of all Americans who qualify, uh, that that comes to uh, is it is it four hundred and twenty billion maybe million? I don't know. I, th- these numbers they get into scales where it's like, are they are they even real? Anyway, uh, if you if you make as an individual uh, less than seventy five thousand dollars less than $75,000, you can expect to be on the receiving end of at least a portion. And once you make it to eighty, uh, that's it. If you're making over $80,000, uh, you will not be receiving this uh, $1,400 direct payment for couples who file joint federal tax returns. The, the phase-out begins at $150,000, and once your household income Uh, makes it to 160. That's it. Zero is the number you're getting. Uh, Now, that's a change. That was a negotiated change. The numbers used to be uh, higher, 100,000 and 200,000. I did uh, a little bit of math, and I think this ends up impacting uh, about 12% of the country. Uh, uh, the, The most recent numbers I have, and these come from 2019, looking at American incomes, about 12%, maybe 12.3 or so percent of Americans are making between eighty and and $100,000. And so uh, with this reduction, at least in terms of the individual from $100,000 to eighty, uh, that's a, a good chunk of uh, America not on the receiving end. Now, at least for the Senate's job, uh, they're done. They will be sending it over to uh, the House. The expectation is that the House will, in fact, pass it. Uh, one interesting thing before we move on fully to the House side. the vote, which was cast Saturday, was uh, fifty to forty nine. We know that the house or the Senate rather is evenly divided right now, fifty fifty, and that it falls upon the shoulders of uh, Senate president and vice president, same person, uh, same position. Kamala Harris. well, uh, unfortunately, they was uh, one Republican member uh, of the Senate who who lost his father-in-law and was attending the funeral. I, I say unfortunately, not, not that it was a Republican, but that you know the, their absence was attributed to attending a funeral. That's the unfortunate part. Um, and so with that, Kamala Harris not getting involved. Uh, has, she, has she cast a tie, tie-breaking vote yet? Yeah, one or two? Okay, interesting. Uh, n- not though, n- not in this case. Um, and so next up is the House. The expectation is that it passes. And then, and then, the question is, when do, uh, when should Americans expect to be receiving this direct payment? And, and two, when would those Americans who have been on the receiving end of unemployment insurance benefits, when do they uh, expect to see now the $300 promised in this package uh, kick in? They are currently... Uh, in the midst of, if, and listen, if you're receiving unemployment benefits, you know what I'm talking about. You are right now uh, on top of what the state of Utah uh, gives you. You are also receiving $300 of supplemental uh, monies. That uh, will continue. Uh, that same $300 number will continue. Uh, it's it's set to expire on the let's see here the 14th. Okay, so the the, the current $300 in supplemental unemployment insurance monies uh, set to expire on March 14th. That uh, was a part of the urgency felt by all those with their hands on this legislation, at least on the Democrat side, uh, to, to pass it. Now, remember, half of Republicans voted against it. Uh, I don't have time to, uh, to to debate back and forth um, you know, the, the merits of this. I think we've done that pretty uh, thoroughly here on the program uh, someone just said pronounce vice president Harris's name correctly that came in via text uh, I I'm pretty sure I did uh Kamala is her name uh Kamala Harris is how it's pronounced and I have uh, I have rehearsed that and I have made sure that out of the due uh, respect the respect that she deserves and that the position deserves that it would be uh, pronounced correctly but I uh, appreciate the the, the close ear to the program. That's very good. Uh, before we go to break, up, before we move on from this, uh, I, I want you to hear uh, just about a minute from uh, one of the characters in this whole deal that uh, is I won't go as far as to call him a wild card, but is someone who uh, right now uh, is, is a Democrat and who I have have suspected. Uh, and maybe even predicted uh, someday may switch their party affiliation. I'm not ready to go as far as to say that it is definitely going to happen, but uh, some of the attitudes expressed by Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia uh, oftentimes uh, end up uh, siding more so uh, with the ideologies of the right or Republicans than uh, the those of the left and the Democrats, and I know that that is uh, very frustrating for many. But listen to what he had to say. Uh, Before we go to break, this is Senator Joe Manchin speaking with Jake Tapper on his Sunday program, State of the Union, uh, uh, on why he opposed the stimulus bill as it passed.
1: Uh, All I did was try to make sure that we were targeting where the help was needed. Right now, we're getting $300 to people who are unemployed by no fault of their own. I want that to continue seamlessly. I think that basically, if you look at all the things that we've done in targeting, how we help the families, how we help their children, uh, with child tax credits, there was so much more that we were doing. We're giving more help to individuals than ever before. 300 was seamless. It continues on through the end of August if needed, and that's what we tried to do. When we put the cap on, Chuck, there, we've never given. This is the first time we've ever allowed for tax deduction from your uh, unemployment benefits. And basically, to be fair for the people out there working all the time, paying their share of taxes, that was something we were concerned about also, so we limited it to 150000 We capped it that anybody over 150000 could not use that offset. Anybody below it that's struggling and working, more than middle class, is able to do that. That was a fair compromise. We worked through that and got it done.
2: Senator Manchin here, uh, he, later on in this conversation with Jake Tapper, spoke about uh, infrastructure and some legislation regarding infrastructure, which is upcoming. And he was very insistent about that. Now, remember, Joe Manchin, Democrat, uh, West Virginia, very insistent on Republicans having a seat at the table and specifically a voice and a vote at the table and was very discouraging of any effort to use any of these reconciliation rules to limit the input of the Republicans. That is very frustrating to many on the left, Uh, and very comforting to those on the right. Uh, Quick break. When we return, as you well know, the Utah legislature wrapped up its general session last Friday. Uh, We'll be speaking with President Stuart Adams of the Utah State Senate next on his thoughts and reactions and how he might summarize this past legislative session. That's all ahead here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
0: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon.